these policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like sleeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, where one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Greetings, Sleeping with the Elephanters. It's September 19th, 2013, and welcome to episode number 31 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the you in color commentary with myself, Mr. Paul Swickard. And with me is our resident Canadian, Mr. Ryan Murphy. Ryan, hello. Hello. I, I love that I'm the resident Canadian. I mean, have we ever really had any other Canadians live on this podcast? No, not yet. I mean, I have plans to. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're kind of, well, okay, talking to your kind is difficult, so I plan on you, like, enlisting you to talk to other Canadians, Mm. sort of as the, you know, the olive branch, if you will. When you you say talking to Canadians, it just reminds me of the greatest Canadian uh, uh, comedy that, what's his face did, Rick Mercer did, called Talking to Americans. And it was kind of unfair in the sense... I have no idea what you're talking about. And I gather that a lot of Americans have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, because it's a Canadian uh, program. (laughs) But... And and really, it wouldn't work for Americans. I mean, because it would just come off as, you know, oh, they're making fun of Americans for being stupid. And really, that's not the case. I mean, like, if I were to walk up to any other country and start talking about Canada, you know, they'd probably come up with the same answers. But it just pokes fun at how Americans don't really know anything about their neighbors um and it's quite funny and usually it's like you know there's an, the best example i can think of off the top of my head is um we have a, a popular newscasters and by popular i mean he's just you know one of the top guys can newscasters even be popular uh peter mansbridge and he would go around in his the name states is mansbridge yeah and he goes like well how do you how is do that you his feel? real name yes it is his real name <laughs> and and i i can already tell why this why this uh, bit worked so well on you americans um, he went around in the States and started asking people, and I, I believe he kept it close to the border to, to make it a little more fair. Um, but he asked them, like, how do you feel about the, the recent uh, developments for the new Peter Mans bridge that's gone in over the uh, over the St. Lawrence? And, and people were like, oh, you know, I, I think that's a really good uh, that's a really good idea. But, I mean, it's pretty tough to cover. You know, you need to go on and on about the Peter Mans bridge as if it's a real bridge. And, uh, no, it's really cool. You guys should check it out, uh, Talking to Americans. Um, because I know if you did that for, you know, if you did a Talking to Canadians thing, it would be a very polar opposite because, unfortunately, due to Hollywood, we know a lot about American culture. <laughs> so, See, I, yeah, okay, you may know a lot of about American culture, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But you know about American culture through, you know, popular culture. Right. Uh, now, would you say that your, you know, your one trip to the states was indicative? Were you expecting something more? Were you expecting something more exciting, more gunfights? No, no. Like, I mean, I mean, if you go by pop culture or news, you would think, yeah, there's a gunfight every other Sunday. But you know, I <laughs> twice when, on Sunday, twice on Sunday. Sorry, every other Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I when I went to the states, I mean, everything I experienced was, you know, it was just like it was sort of almost exactly like Canada, except there was more American flags around. But you know, like, <laughs> see, haven't we all grown right now? Aren't we all just the same? 
We are. We're pretty no. close when you think no. about it. No, that's that's hogwash. I, I can't, sorry, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> well, we need to get you up to Canada. It's only fair. Yeah. I've never been. <laughs> You've never Honestly, been? God, no, I've would, never been. Would there ever and be an opportunity to come up to Canada? Like anything that would bring you up No, here? well, uh, you know, my I do have some family in Washington, uh-huh. um, in the Seattle area. There you go. But that's about as close as I dare get. Uh, Vancouver is a, a popular place to visit when you're in Seattle. But you're on the eastern side, aren't you? Yeah, that. I mean, you don't want to come anywhere near me, but uh, you know, <laughs> Where I live, that is a sty, my friend. <laughs> Van- Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> that, that was the implication, right? Where I live? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that because you wouldn't want to get near me. I mean, you, you see how bad it is. We, we could barely stand each other when we were in Salt Lake City. That's, That's kind of true. That's not- Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, the truth oh, comes out. Tune yeah. in next week when neither of us are doing this show. I know. And the, and the podcast gets awkward. <laughs> so, I know that weddings are on your mind. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty much taken over my mind. I'm sorry. I've been there. I've been there. Hey, you know what? I think this is a good opportunity. And I've used, mm-hmm. I've given this advice before. Some advice was given to me when I was getting married, and I found it very useful. Cool. Lay it on me. All right. What you need, and this goes for anybody, what you need is a wedding Sabbath. Now, what that means is... Like a Saturday? You pick a day of the Mm -hmm. week in which you do not discuss, you and and your fiancé agree that, hey, we should not talk about wedding stuff. Because it's going to, I mean, you've already experienced this, I'm sure. It will consume your life. It will absolutely devour it if you let it. And I found that having that day is just nice. It's just it just makes it like it always feels like there's a little bit of a break. You know what? That actually is really good advice because I'm finding that um, there's a reason you plan it. We're planning a year in advance, and a year right. even seems like not enough time because you're constantly deadlines are sort of like. Yeah, always venues approaching. Are, venues are tough, man. Like yeah. once you get, the, you know, at least this was true with uh, you know me and Aaron. Is once you get the venue, everything else kind of has to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Because once you have the venue and the date, then I mean, uh, you kind of have to work around that. But that's kind of the big thing that needs to be taken care of up front. Yeah, uh, currently uh, we did a site visit. We were actually thinking of getting married uh, at our old uh, university where we both graduated and met. Um, and they do like a, an all-in-one package, so I'm kind of like, oh man, that's so great! It's all taken care of, right? Yeah. But the issue is, is that you know, an all-in-one package comes with an all-in-one price tag, and <laughs> it's hard to justify that without going to look elsewhere. So today I was just googling like a madman. One price tag, five figures. Uh, no, I okay. I have already stated that I would love to keep it at at, at four. Um, not- <laughs> okay, see, now that brings up something else. Mm-hmm. In America, it's pretty damn expensive to get married. Yeah, and that's the reason I put this in the notes, because I, I wanted to compare, because one thing I can't grasp my mind around is how much they should cost, because everybody I talked to was married 30 years ago. So <laughs> they're like, oh, weddings are super expensive, and you know you can do it super cheap now. And I really don't think that's the case. <laughs> uh depends on what you want. You need to you and Ashley need to figure out what it is that you 
need out of this, mm-hmm. right? Like me and Aaron, what we ended up doing is we got married in a church, mm-hmm. and we actually didn't have the reception at the church. We had the reception in a, a house that we had rented. Interesting. Right. And that we, you know, we're in California, so we rented a house, a very nice house on the beach. And that's where we had the reception. And it was very nice. It was very informal. It wasn't like, and with that came a certain level of sacrifice. Like we couldn't have any formal toasts, for example, and there wasn't really any dancing to speak of. But what they did get to have is, you know, we have some great shots of our wedding where they decided to play uh, touch football in the sand. Oh, wow. So like we have action shots of people playing football at our wedding. It's pretty cool. That, that's and you awesome. could tell the photographer was getting into it too, which I was just, like, because you could tell he doesn't normally get to <laughs> photograph that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, I think for me personally and for Ashley as well, I mean, because this isn't a split decision. This is something we've talked about even before, sure. you know, you pop the question. Um, and I think really when it comes down to it, it's like, it's, you know, I don't want to spend a fortune on it. Like, I don't want to spend as much as I put on a down payment on my house. I think that's sort of the golden rule here. Um, <laughs> and, and, and like, we're going to have to scrimp it and save no matter what. But I just want memories. You know, I want, sure. I want like well, you that's said, that's going to happen. Photos. <laughs> you know, photos are great. You, I want great photo opportunities. And um, I also, the only, there's only two people I want to please that's uh, Ashley and myself. Um, and I don't know, I think it's more about a family thing as opposed to a, a cultural thing, but, you know, sometimes family, not that family's getting in the way here, they're all very respectful, but, you know, opinions do come out. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, and by the way, another mm-hmm. little, it's not so much advice as a warning, um, I have no idea what Ashley's relationship is like with her family, mm-hmm. or her mom and dad, I assume they're close. Oh, yeah. But... They are go- like inevitably. It's going to happen. They, you, your, <laughs> your fiance and her mom are going to get into it. It's going to happen. Oh, wait, I wait, my my fiance and right. her her mom, right? Into it. Like, what do you mean? Like, start they're planning get, the wedding? They're going to have big fights. Oh, interesting. See, I, I promise. I, maybe. Well, okay. Like for me, the biggest choice is the venue, and and the venue sort of sets up like kind of how. It's all going to work. And I apologize sure. people who are like, what are they going to get talking we're, about the country bashing? I'm like, we're, I thought this was a political show. Yeah, we're going to get there. Well, it's also I a think. cultural show. but um, It is. It is. A, that's absolutely right. And we just kind of latch on to politics, I suppose. Yeah, well, politics is easy, right? Um, but uh, That's right. It's easy to talk about politics. Yeah. Weddings I, is... is with that. <laughs> I, I just... I, I It's an interesting process, and I, I think it's something that... Um, because Canada and the United States sort of share a base belief system in that, you know, a, a good majority of the two countries are Christian. I said majority. I'm not, like, trying to say that's all they are. Same majority. It's okay. Okay, sorry. I guess I'm being overprotective here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a majority, so I think that's how that sort of affects how weddings have evolved. Now, I'm not I'm not having a, a Christian wedding. I'm, I'm having a, you know... A civil ceremony uh, at a university, probably, and then we're going to have a dance, and I'm sure people are going to get drunk. Um, I won't because you know I'm a nervous wreck when I get drunk. 
but uh, <laughs> you, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Ryan Murphy, <laughs> nervous drunk. Alcohol. D- did I ever tell you that? Like the day that I proposed to Ashley, like I was putting back drinks nonstop. It did not help. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we were uh, we were at Snowbird, and and every chance I got, it was just like, yeah, I'll have a beer. And it was like all day. And Ashley was wondering why. It's like, you don't drink this much. What are you doing? <laughs> That's, dude, that happens so much. It really does. Like, the men turn into these just nervous, wrecked piles of crap. And the women are just like, what in the holy hell is wrong with you? Yeah. You are just not yourself. What's going on? Yeah, I, it it worked out in the end. I knew, you know, you know, she's gonna say yes at some point. It's not like you're asking on the jumbotron to try to force okay. her to say yes. Okay, but. this brings up something else that mm. I need that needs to be discussed at least for a minute. Okay, okay, you said you just said that you knew that Ashley was gonna say yes, right? And I see in a lot of movies where that is a genuine question. Like that, it, you know, with the whole "Will you marry me?" thing, and people are nervous about the answer. Really? Okay. I don't. Right? I mean, is that not the case? And <sighs> no, you're right. Because, and then, like, to me, in a real like relationship, there is no question. Hopefully, you've discussed this at some point. Like, oh, whether yeah. you even want to get married. Like these kind of questions come up. It, it just happens. I mean, so I, I, I'm, I mean, like, when you, to me, when a guy asks the question. What like? It's tradition. You, you should have talked about it before. <laughs> I, I mean, it's all it all. Like I said before, when I, we were talking about you know Christianity being the majority religion and sort of setting up how marriages work. I mean, it's sort of it's just tradition. Like you know, that's why it's so hard to plan a wedding that is any different from how it's usually done. You know, so like we're gonna end up having to trim the guest list a bit, and and that is like sacrilege you know like you have to invite you know all your cousins and aunts and Um, uncles and you know i have a hundred people on my in my family like that's a lot of people you know that and and i mean no i I, I, and back to your question like you're right like i mean before i asked ashley to marry me i had known we were going to get married we bought a house together so it was kind of like you know she had to say yes (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's like I knew we were going to get married. We had discussed how many kids we wanted. I mean, like, we got as far as, like, guessing. Like, I'd throw names out just to bother her. And she's like, we're not naming them uh, Fitzgerald. And it's like, ah, you know, it's a good name. Just to Uh, bother her? Yeah, because I'm an (laughs) asshole. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, in movies, I think the reason they set it up like that is for suspense. And I think most of the time in the real world, when that happens, um, it ends up being no. You know, because right. it's like, well, I mean, it may not be, but you may get under you. I guess my point is only that if it, the best case scenario is you kind of get you kind of start off your engagement under very awkward pretenses. Yeah. Whereas our engagement was the, well, I, and I assume your engagement was the same. It's like, all right, let's take a week to have this sort of honeymoon era where we're happy we're engaged and then let's hit the books. You know? Kind of. I mean, you know, and to each their own. I, I know of plenty of people who have had super long engagements. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, I, Ashley and I have been dating for three years. The way I see it is like, you know, it's like, let's let's just keep doing what we're doing, right? Like, why wait? Yeah. 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 All right. All right, man. I'm sure we'll revisit the topic as this slowly drives I know, me this crazy. Is, folks, we are going to watch this in full swing. 
We are going to slowly listen to Ryan deteriorate. But it's interesting, actually, because it'll be, you know, you know, uh, because we had to sort of book a date, it'll be exactly a year from now. <laughs> so you slowly slip into madness over the next 366 days. It'll be, it'll be a fun ride. That's yeah, all I got to say. Oh, it'll be yeah. a fun ride. All right, let's move on. Mm-hmm. I was really close to putting the entirety of Canada on notice or putting Canada under the weekly wiener bumper. But alas, I, I, I opted not to in the end. Okay, why? What so did you, you do? Well, it's not what I did. It's what you did, you crazy Canadians. All right. Well, what did we do? What did we do this time? You decided to call people. All right. I'm gonna <laughs> Some people might take offense to what I'm going to say. Uh, but it was not my call. It was the Coca-Cola company's call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what word is it? Uh, some okay. So let me let me just back up a sec. Coca-Cola owns a lot of different kinds of drinks, including vitamin water, right? Yeah, they got their fingers in a lot of different bottles. Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, vitamin water, and they had this promotion thing where they would put words. Uh-huh. Uh, on the top of caps, or rather, like underneath them after you open them up. Okay. To try to make ridiculous sentences. Okay. That's that's kind of what they were. That was the that was the joke. Is they were just trying to they were just trying to do things like that. They were just putting words in there. Um, one woman opened one up, and this is a Canadian woman in Edmonton, and it said, "And I'm just, shit, you're not." It says, "You retard." Well, it says you retard. Okay, see, retard. I don't hence, know. hence where the uh, hence where the origin of the problem came from. Mm. So, for those of you who don't know, it's a law in Canada where everything that is written, any like any sort of no, even any sort of written word, is written in both English and French. And so, the reason this got by the censors. Is because it was a French word that doesn't. Mean, what does it mean in French? Doesn't it mean like just, just uh, like it, literally slow? It, no, it means late. Like you know, late. Okay, there you are. You know, I am late. Or that's probably not right at all. I mean, that's like basic putting words together in French. But I, I don't even. It, you know, when you say it in French, it, you know, when you see the French language as an English speaking person, even <laughs> any other language, you you just you feel the need to pronounce it as if it's an English word and i think i certainly think that um there's two things happening here where one it's coca-cola probably should have known better but yeah it's a bilingual country and that word is a french word you know it's not it is it's not you know it's not the french speaking it's not coca-cola's fault that you don't know how to pronounce the word in french and you choose to pronounce it you right. know, like an like an English person, like like everything's about you, people. Come on, I'm a little well, upset. I, yeah, I I get upset about bilingual the woman, stuff. The woman in question said that the one the woman who found this said that she was particularly offended because she has a younger sister who is developmentally delayed, as she put it. Right. Which and the and the basically the Coca Cola's response is okay. We need to stop running this promotion in Canada, and that's that's where it ended. Yeah, because it's not worth – again, like I understand why Coca-Cola would do that even though they have a perfectly good uh, – they have a perfectly valid reason for doing this. 
you know, you, you at this point, it's like the damage is done. It's not worth fighting this. Let's throw it out. You know, I, I well, get they're it, literally but... doing that, and they're just they're also destroying all the caps. Man, it's <laughs> I just don't I, know. So where's the line on this? I, like, I, I yeah. it's almost like this is the opposite of the language police stories that you hear at, at a Quebec. You know, where you know they're shutting down ice cream places for English being printed on spoons. You know, it's. It's why is there a, a, does, a war okay. on language? I don't just, get just just okay one one second here. Mm-hmm. This is a completely foreign concept to uh, the Americans. Period. Right. Yeah, because there's no. I mean, you de- you certainly have all kinds of things posted in different languages, but there's no legal requirement to do that. So, I mean, is that like, did, like, are, are people offended when it doesn't happen? Like. Yes. How do Canadians feel about this whole thing? Like, is it do do they feel that it's a just and meaningful law that needs to be upheld, or is this one of those things where it's just like it's an old law and we don't give a shit anymore? No, no, no. I mean, it, it's a very important law because our country is built. You know, f- f- our history is you know English and French, and French plays a pretty big part across the entire country, not just. Quebec. I mean, there are a lot of French-speaking people in Quebec, but, you know, my mother is French. My mother's side of the, of the family is French, and um, I work in a bilingual uh, sort of environment where everything I write has to be translated, you know? like it's oh, really? Yeah. I thought you didn't speak French. I don't. I, I have to get somebody <laughs> to translate things for me. But wow. French is definitely something that is a part of my life even though I don't speak it. So I sort of, I, I understand, I deal with, I deal with people who speak only French every day. And, you know, it's unfair to, to not be able to give them the content that you're, you're, you're spitting out in English. You know, it, it's, it's important to our country to, it'd be like, you know, I'm trying to think of an example here that would, that you would be able to latch onto, but it's like it's like it's all right. It's like ignoring a good portion of, of the population by not printing something in French. Now, okay, do we go overboard? Yeah. What's the, what's the ratio like? Do you know? Oh, you know that is a really good question. I should know that, um, but I don't. I I, I I'm, is not, it, it? Are they the minority? I would say yes, but not in a minority of like. You know, like how people usually define minorities, but it's not fifty-fifty for sure. But it's not anything like ten percent of the country. Um, it's more than that. It's more. I I don't know. I, I'd have to. That's look fine. It up. I was just curious. I, I am too. You know, like I should I should look that up. But, <laughs> you know, I just I I think it's important for our country. I know a lot of people would disagree. So- is um, there anybody regularly that you run into that only speaks French and doesn't know English? Um. Or is it the other way around? Well, I work with a lot of people who don't speak English, and and I I mean I work a, a, in a national capacity where I have to you know talk to talk to these people, and you know uh, sometimes stuff has to be translated between us. But um, it's funny when I was growing up, I had a cousin who only spoke French, so like I had to try to converse with this like ten year old who didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> I, it, you know, so it's it's definitely something that I grew up with as well. Um, but no, like in my town, like where I live in in Peterborough, Ontario, which is a, a fairly large city, uh-huh. not like a Toronto or or a New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
there's no French only speaking people here. If you want to go somewhere where there's French only speaking people, you got to go to like Ottawa, which is on the border of Ontario and Quebec. All right. All right, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there apparently also in addition to that, there was another complaint about about the word douche printed on it. <laughs> See and again, I, and I guess it's the same. Argument. I guess that's the French word for shower. So it'd probably be pronounced again. I, I apologize if there are French speaking people. Douche. No, probably like douche. Douche. Okay. All right. Whatever. That's a guess, though. See, this is the problem. This is why America does not need everything in Spanish. I don't believe that. Anyway, moving on. I think in certain areas but, it makes sense to target bilingualism. Yeah, no, we're moving on. Moving on, right? All right, what's up? What American hero are you going to dis- bes- <laughs> are you going to besmirch today? I'm not done with Superman. I, th- I think we need to revisit uh, Superman. Really? Yeah. Why are you making money with Superman on it? Because he was he's a Canadian icon. All right, go ahead. So, I mean, the the Royal Canadian Mint, which is, you know, obsessed with releasing vanity coins all the time, has really yeah. It's like every other um, every other week they come out with a new set. Whether it's like this one's based on the provinces, this one's based on our national parks, this one's well, based on okay. Superman. To be fair, mm-hmm. I doubt they have a lot of time to do much else other than like, oh well. We should probably think about what to put on our coins next. Otherwise, it'd be a very boring job. Well, I mean, the the mint. I, I'm all for collecting cool coins. You know, I, I go to the post office occasionally to mail like claims and stuff. But and I see these coins, and it's like, oh, they're cool. But they are, you know, you're paying like fifteen dollars for something that looks like a quarter. But um, I mean, starting off this segment, actually, like the Huffington Post wanted to nail down, like, this is why Canada is putting Superman on their coins. Like, <laughs> co-created by a Canadian. That's something we covered with one of our heritage Yeah, units. whatever. Allegedly. Yeah, Joe I'm Schuster, who had the artist in, born in Toronto. Um, or, you know, you know I'm not happy about this. I, oh, I know. And that's you why I know that you're bringing this up against my... Yeah, I know. Against- that's why I brought it up again. But... Uh, <laughs> I never knew this stuff. The next two things, never knew. But the Daily Planet is actually based on the Toronto Star, which is a uh, uh, newspaper. I wonder it's always blowing up. I don't know what that means. I just needed something (laughs) insulting to say. Well, as far as I know, the Toronto Star has not blown up. See? Um, Canadian lies. But we do have a giant sphere on top of No, that's not true. Um, That'd be kind of awesome if that were true. It would be. It would be. But I think, I think, uh, yeah, it says, uh, I guess Schuster, the artist, actually worked selling newspapers for the Toronto Star, and I guess he used that as inspiration to create the Daily Planet. I mean, this is all small bit stuff, but uh, here's a big one. Metropolis was inspired by Toronto. Boom. That's so weird. And and then your place got blown up in, in Man of Steel. Um, so... Yeah. Take on, take, you know, chew on that. Yeah, uh, Superman picked up the CN Tower and used it to stab uh, Zod. Is that who it was? What are you talking about? You are you even, spoiling the movie? You don't even know what the CN Tower is, do you? No, no I'm not spoiling the movie. Have you seen the movie? Yes, I have. <laughs> There's no stabbing. I know. <laughs> Just now, but no, see, now people know that it's a oh, spoiler. No st- yeah, it's a spoiler. No matter what, we shouldn't have even brought it up, but. Uh, what we? 
<laughs> you, you should not have. It, it turns out when he was creating the Metropolis skyline, uh, Schuster drew on his fond memories of Toronto, which he continued to consider more beautiful than Cleveland. So that's a low bar. Yeah. Wait. What? I'm just saying. Have I've seen the more Drew Carey than show? Cleveland. Cleveland is not like I wouldn't call Cleveland the epitome of cleanliness or like beauty. It's not a bad place. It's just I, that's an odd place to compare it to. Yeah, I think you're kind of right. <laughs> but 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 Toronto was bigger than Cleveland in the 30s, so we got that going for us. So I think that's why Metropolis was inspired by Toronto. Right. It helps that when All this right. when when this stuff was made up 75 years ago, like Toronto was considered a big deal, which it still is to this day. But um, yeah, and that brings us to you know all these coins that they're making, which look uh, pretty fascinating, but okay. also I, look very I, expensive. I, it's really an abomination. But hey, do whatever. you do you get coins from the American mint? Like, is there like an American mint equivalent that would... there is? There is an American mint. I know you guys um, had that, like. There, uh, but I don't think they behave in the same way that you guys do. We certainly have mint vintage coins. I don't know that they're from the mint, though. I'm trying to think of that. I'm pretty sure they're from like companies. Sacagawea, the Sacagawea dollar. I remember seeing commercials for that. That was an American thing, wasn't it? Not? What? Sacagawea? The, Am I making something the, up? She's a Native American. Yeah, but so, they had a yeah. they had a dollar for it, like a doll a golden coin. Oh, I don't know. Dude, they've had coins. They, we have coins for everything. Do you have coins for Superman? We, have, we had we had Obama plates. Ooh, I know. But do you have Superman coins? Yeah, probably at some point. We certainly had a Superman stamp. Oh man, that's bad. Stamps is a whole other conversation. I saw. Yeah, that's a no. lot of a lot of stamps based on like really we're gonna have uh, you know tragically hit the stamps or like the guess who stamps. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so, once again, Canada is bastardizing our beloved superhero. Our shared superhero. Yeah. Alright. You got Batman. Can't you be happy? Moving on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yes, I can. Batman is far cooler than Superman. Moving on. Shots fired. Yeah. Uh, what American town thinks it's Canadian? (laughs) What are you talking about? This is an interesting article talking about a town in Alaska. Oh, yeah. I'm almost tempted to say Alaska doesn't count. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean. What if we have listeners in Alaska? I apologize for any listeners in Alaska. I really do. I just, I okay. I've never been to Alaska, ever. It looks stunning. It looks Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful, and I would love to visit there. Um, I've seen more than a few survivor shows <laughs> around alaskans and damn those are some 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 people <laughs> some very uh Jeez. we'll call them we'll call them independent people uh-huh. and I, it would not surprise me at all i mean they have the same accent you guys do really yeah oh sure oh sure so why the hell oh margie like same same like it's almost it's almost Minnesotan. It's ah, it'll you crazy people are invading our space. Alaska, okay, you know, not not getting to the article yet, but Alaska always came 
you know, to me as sort of like a weird phenomenon where, you know, you have a country like Canada and then like way up in the northwestern corner, there's this little spot that's America. And I uh-huh. always thought that was weird and, and why we never snapped It's a big that country. Up. I don't know why you didn't do it. You didn't. You had an opportunity, my friend. I think there's a story. There's oil, there. there's oil in them there, Hills. I don't even know. If it, well, I'm sure it was about oil when, when you guys bought it, but I, well, did, did we yeah, sell it to you? Did we give it to you? I don't know. No, we bought it, I think, from Russia, actually. Fuck Russia. I know. Man. I know. Those crazy Ruskies. After everything we did for Russia. It was super cheap, too. We bought it on the cheap? Yeah. Well, I guess Russia still has Cuba. I don't know. Well, no. uh, What are you talking? I don't know. Communism. All right. Yeah. yeah, Communism's bad. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Russia has a hand in in North Korea. Did you know that? Right now or before? Both. Oh. See, ah, it's too hard to follow world politics. I I can barely follow what's going on in Syria right now. All I know is... All right. All right. Yeah, Let's yeah. focus on Alaska. Uh, Alaska. Why, why are they Canadian? Explain this to me. There is a small town, village, if you will, called Hyder, with a population of 87 that operates 87, 87 oh, people. Pause. I hardly... Okay. 87 people, right? Yeah. If that's the best claim to fame you have, I think Alaskans are safe. But this is it. It starts with a dream. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You like that? that, was, that was I really wrote that good. one myself. That was that was really good. Okay, yeah, go on, move it. I can't say anything to that. <laughs> go go ahead. Anyways, it's a town in Alaska uh, that you know they are considered Alaska's friendliest ghost town, and they are uh, their closest settlement. I believe is a Canadian city. They, um, you know, all businesses except for the post offices, except. Canadian dollars. All their prices are in Canadian dollars. They take Victoria Day and Boxing Day off every year. Their clocks are even set to British Columbia time. They buy electricity from BC Utility. And the Ooh. nearest police are the Mounties. So, I mean, that's pretty Canadian. When the you Mounties? Think about it. They have, their police are the Mounties? Yeah, well, really? the closest police. So, I guess if you were to call the. If you wanted someone to come and help you from being stabbed, you probably would call the Mounties office. All right. Yeah, and and get this, they they Please. even are committing open treason by having a Canadian area code instead of the state's wow. area code of nine oh seven. That's got to be treason, right? I maybe they're they're you're right. They're like two days away from defecting. I'm pretty sure that Alaska is just going to have this little. <laughs> Who knew know, that World War Three would start this way? Yeah, a little nick on the right <laughs> side, just where it's just like oh. Canada's just slowly growing. Just slowly well, growing. Well, you kill them with kindness, am I right? Well, yeah, I mean, we're we're just thinking we'll go in there and apologize them to death. So. <laughs> I know, right? And it, we uh, I've been known to do that. Eh? Yeah. Maybe they even say that. Hey. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that's going to do it. If there's ever been an episode where I put as many stories in here to make Paul never want to talk about Canada again, this is it. You know what? It's been slow in Canada. You mean slow in the not, States? No. I, it was, it, like in the previous couple of weeks, it's oh. been like not much. And this week, I mean, hey, you know what, folks? We could talk about Syria um, but or Iran for that matter now. What the hell but did I'm, you do with Iran this time? 
but I'm not gonna. <sighs> Just because I don't, I don't want to. Nah, it's I sad. don't want to. We were weird. I people are mad because we don't want to pick a fight. Wait, what? Ah, all right, whatever, whatever. I'm not gonna talk about this. <laughs> uh, folks, we need some feedback. Anything. Need, and Ryan needs advice about his wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I need like I specifically need advice, but hey, you know what? I'm always no, no you do. Oh, okay, thank you. you. Whether you realize it or not, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com is where you can send Ryan all of your wedding plans and you know doilies and what have you. Uh, my Twitter is the lazy elephant. Ryan's Twitter is unhappy beaver. Uh, again. We love your feedback and reviews. We love the five stars on the iTunes. Uh, my normal Twitter account, by the way, is Peace Wickard. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan's normal Twitter account is R. Murphy. Still very Canadian. How is that Canadian? No, no, my Twitter account is still very Canadian. That's kind of true, actually. Yeah. I do follow you on Twitter. I'll occasionally spit some truths about the Timmies. <laughs> You're spitting the truth? Wiki, wiki. This is a no-spin zone, bitch! Oh... Where's my money, bitch? Bring you, you don't do that very well. I, it's, it's, it's Canadian trying to be gangster. Oh, that's YouTube gold. <laughs> Canadian trying to be gangster. There's a video out there of some... Ryan, yeah. what, what else would you like to pimp? Um, we just celebrated a year on Zombies Ate My Podcast. And One year, dude. Yeah. That's, that's nothing... That's nothing to scoff at, my friend. And we have most podcasts don't go that long. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping we can go a year without killing each other. I think so far we made it halfway through, but <laughs> it's progress. Yeah, yeah, and you know we survived an in-person encounter, so that's always helpful. That was the biggest hurdle, I would say. <laughs> so I wanted to punch him so bad, <laughs> um, but no, uh, zombies ate my podcast with myself, uh, Lou. And uh, Bob, we just recorded our one-year special. It's taking a little longer to post because it's a little bigger, but um, we'll have it up and check it out at zombiesatemypodcast.com. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. With that, we'll do it, folks. We will see you all next week.